Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, we have with us Nikki, and Nikki, if you could introduce yourself and tell everybody how we met. Hi, everybody. My name is Nikki Clark. I'm the founder and CEO of Clark's Mission. Um, I created this brand to have my dad's name live on through inspiring the youth to become entrepreneurs with workshops and sports programs um, that will begin in 2021, assisting businesses with organization, networking, and marketing, and giving back to communities all around the world. Um, We met actually through the Black Pages. Um, Me and Roy, um, he's a member actually in Clark's Mission, and we've been connecting back and forth and just having the time to sit back, pause, and, you know, talk with people. And I think COVID really helped that. Yeah, honestly, it's crazy how many things that COVID has changed. Right. And I don't know, it's like, it's weird to like call this thing a pause because obviously like it's a pandemic, but it is nice to like take that pause. Yeah, I say that often. I mean, hitting the pause button for me is like that unplug moment. You really need to just sit down grab your planner, sit back a sec, you know, take a breather. So where are you from? I'm actually in the Eastern Shore. So I am 25 minutes from Ocean City, Maryland. Wow. How is it um, living out there? Um, It's beautiful. I live in the country, but I'm pretty close to the city and the beach. And this is where I grew up. So I grew up here from two years old till nine. Um, My parents built a house here in Ocean Pines. So I grew up here and then went to Virginia lived out there for 10 years, um, right outside of James Madison University. And yeah, then I found my way back here somehow. So it's just a beautiful circle. What made you come back? Um, My dad, um, when my dad was getting sick, kind of towards the end, it was about probably the last five months of his life. um, We wanted to be closer to family so that he could see them. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of what brought us back. But my heart has always been on the shore. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the way that you describe it, because I don't know, like the way that people from Maryland talk about Ocean City, I'm sure. You right. Know. <laughs> yeah. Ocean City's wild. <laughs> it definitely is. It brings a crowd. I mean, we have people from all over the place. It's just somewhere that is, it's like a little melting pot of a boardwalk. That's yeah. pretty much all it is. Yeah. So what do you find interesting? I find a lot of things interesting um, in today's you know, time. It's it's been crazy to really see the transition of people and what their intentions are. Uh, I feel like a lot of people right now, they don't know their next move. Um, I think a lot of people are trying to focus on what they want. Do they want to go back to their nine to five? Do they want to see, you know, being an entrepreneur? Um, I actually started this in January. So right before everything kind of happened, I was focused on myself and, trying to find my new way. And I think a lot of people right now are going through that. And I think it's interesting to see how people tick and how they tick when something like this happens. So I think it's interesting, like see where people are moving during this time with a little bit opening and what's going on, what's going to happen. I think that that's pretty interesting to see how people are ticking. I I agree, especially with all the videos that have been online recently. Yeah. You know, people, but specifically like, white women like right going crazy kind of yeah (laughs) the karens of the world yes definitely i try to stay off social media as much as i can and really just use it as a marketing tool 
Um, and, you know, just networking with other people and genuine people, trying to find genuine people who, you know, are really here to work together. Yeah. And I think that's it's so important, but it's so like, I don't know, like when we work together, I feel like it's hard to get everybody on the same page too. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I, I hate to say that because I feel like it, it sounds very negative to the idea of working together, but it's just right. like, I guess the reality of what the situation is. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where I stand. It was um, just the the force within me of my purpose of helping people and, you know, standing behind what I believe and what I want to do to create the impact to the world. And I'm only one person, so you can only do what you can do to assist and, you know, do everything in a positive way. That's hard sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you get caught up in a lot of things that you don't really want to get into. And I feel like that's the issue. I feel like a lot of people are quiet. And I think that we need to start speaking on certain things that we have maybe put under the rug, you know, swept under the rug, and we just haven't talked about. And I think that that is the beginning of working together is having those uncomfortable conversations. Definitely. So what exactly is your mission? Clark's mission. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of missions. I don't really say to like cut it short, but the main mission right now is assisting with entrepreneurs. So the main thing for me is to really just work with other businesses who are maybe startups, who maybe just had an idea. Uh, maybe they've been in business a few years and this you really hurt them. You know, it might be the business that, you know, just needs help with organizing all over again or marketing a new idea or brand, or it, it kind of just follows within everything that I am as a person is just helping. So right now, my main focus is with entrepreneurs. Next year, we'll be more targeted towards the youth, uh, working with schools to do entrepreneur workshops, um, as well as my sports programs for kids that are three to four. So my son, he'll be turning three next year. And that's when I want to start really getting into sports more with him, obviously, but having my own programs to really show kids, you know, patience and working together as a team and starting them young and, you know, just simple things for us to communicate to each other where we have events, the marketing and networking events. So the entrepreneurs will be able to come to these events, market their brands. It may be recording artists or public speakers to really just have a platform for people to talk. Yeah, I feel that. And I feel like we have very similar missions. Yeah. Um, it's about like, for me, I think it's about keeping it like, not keeping it, but making it so that like, you see the people that are owning the businesses, like it's very person to person. Yes. It's very local. And mm -hmm. what I realized like about this podcast and about like talking to people is that like, we have to be our brother's keeper. Like we have to be our neighbor's keeper. We have to right. care about people more. And like, I understand all the things that like, you know, have to change in this world. But right. I think that it starts with you just understanding that that person that's standing next to you in the grocery line is someone that you should also care about. They're not just a stranger. Right. Yes, I agree. I mean, I think the the journey of Clark's mission, like I had no idea what this would be. Uh, you know, we, you don't know you're going to meet people and you just go. And I think that that's what my main mission is, is to just do this every day. I need to have my dad's name live on through positive energy, positive outcomes like that. That's where I'm headed. It's just positivity through helping others. I mean, that's kind of all you can do sometimes. And 
I found it um, interesting that you, br- you brought sports into it also. Yes. And I, I wanted to ask, because you explained it a little bit about like, you know, like what sports gives, you know, as, you know, an activity. But right. I would ask like more, I guess, why did you decide to include sports in your business also? Well, the main reason for me was my dad was putting me through a process of learning. And I didn't even know this, obviously, at three and a half years old, I started playing golf. So my mom and my dad, my dad was actually my caddy for years. And that was the main sport that got me into focusing on patients and really working together, but it's still a single sport. Like you're still working by yourself. And, um, he, him and my mom, they coached my basketball teams and rec league. And that really showed me family, obviously. Like I, I always had both of my parents and I'm so blessed to have the guidance that they did give me through sports. And I wouldn't be who I am today without sports and my parents putting me into multiple sports growing up. And I think that's what I want for my son. I mean, everything that I'm doing right now within business, within assisting people, I'm, I'm building an empire for my child. Mm-hmm. And sports was a big part of my life that I feel inside that I need to give to other families. And it's not about money for me. It's more about experience and living life and you know some kids they don't they don't go into golf some kids you know they don't they don't even experience any sports so to me it was like I want to create a family of people that want to work together and who knows who you find yeah I agree and like so it's very interesting because I actually recorded a podcast last week where we were talking about religion and you know how we need something that teaches us morals yes, and how to like, you know, exist in a society where there are other people right. where you're not just kidding about yourself. And I, I realized that like, okay, so we have sports also and sports teaches you that, you know, like when you're saying it's about like building a team, it's about patience, it's about dealing with people basically. It's like right. at a very micro level, it's about dealing with people, trusting them and relying on them and building yeah. those life skills young. Right. Wow. so it's yeah it's it's about (laughs) impact it's about impact I mean bottom line it's we're all here to do something (laughs) we're here to create an impact in some way it's just I was blessed to find my purpose in life and I've known to help people my whole life that's all I did since I was three and a half playing golf I learned how to help others Mm -hmm. and I had the foundation with my parents I mean that's 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 literally it (laughs) is just, you know, being a good person and helping in any way. I mean, I don't only talk about business with people. I think I have more conversations with people right now about their lives and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not all about business. I'm not a person that is only on business. I have a young child. He'll be two in September. So for me, it's really focusing on being positive every day and doing what the Lord set out for me to do and finding my destiny of who knows. (laughs) I mean, you never know what is going to happen. It's just staying on that positive route. And it's so crazy because like I was having this conversation with myself, I think a lot. Um, (laughs) So it was about like, you know, basically like whatever you believe in for, you know, like if you believe in God, if you believe right. with the universe or whatever you believe there, we're all on this planet, you know? So like, why would we be here if we weren't supposed to interact with each other, if we weren't supposed to help each other? Cause like the word, the way that the world's created, 
Right. If we were supposed to be alone and solitary and only care about ourselves, we would be on a planet by ourselves. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's where energy comes into play. I was speaking with my aunt about that the other day. It's like, if you're putting out negative energy, I mean, what do you think is going to come back to you or what is going to be present in front of you and inside of you? And I think that is something that we don't talk about enough because in this time, everybody is all over the place. And I think that goes back to the thing where it's having the uncomfortable conversations because people are staying either completely silent or to other people, they may be doing too much and you have to just find a balance within you. I think that's, you know, how we have to operate. We can't tell people what to do, what to say or whatever. It's just worry about you, worry about your impact and what you're going to do for your kids and your kids' kids. And that's, yeah, the main thing is that like, if you can't, care about this world for your own selfish reasons then just care about the kids right they have to grow up in the world next. yes no yes. matter who kids they are <laughs> yes I mean that that's you know with me I've always been that way I've always been that helping hand that caring friend to call somebody that you know will just be there I'm that person that is just there for people when they're down and you know I'm still grieving my dad it's been a, over a year and it still feels like it was yesterday so, I mean, that part is hard for me just to communicate some days. I mean, everybody's lost somebody close to them. And I think my story really shows that if you put your mind, body, and soul into something, it could be beautiful and it could be impact. So um, I wanted to ask about, like, um, I guess what patience means to you, because you brought that up as something yeah. that, you know, that you, like, the value that you got from like playing sports. So like what exactly like has it, I guess, ha what is having patience given you? Uh, yeah. Well, definitely with having a kid, <laughs> you have to have patience. So my son gave me a lot more. We'll put it that way because I had it already programmed in my brain. It's just when I had a child is when I really understood a full round of patience. Um, I like I think patient. a full round of patience. Yeah, a full round kind of understanding. Um, and being a mother to a son, it's just a bond that will continue on for years and years and years. And I think that's where patience came into play with business then. And I said, okay, I need to build an empire for my son. I'm not here to just work the nine to five. My parents were both entrepreneurs. My dad built homes. My mom sold the homes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and seeing patience with my parents, I saw that a lot too. So I was blessed to see that. And it's, it's very hard, obviously. I mean, it's very hard to have patience on certain matters, but the best thing to do for me is to pause. And I think that is key when you look at patients is you have to kind of sit back sometimes and not react and just think about it. So I think patience to me is just stopping everything, hit your pause button and really soak into who you are, what's going on in that particular moment and then reset. I feel that. I, I feel like I learned that a different way. Right. Um, but very like a very microwave. This church in Alexandria, they have like a once a, once a month service like they used to before COVID. And I would go there sometimes just, you know, like, because I really enjoyed the message. Um, right. But 
there was this one time where like you well I guess you know every church they have um you know the offering plate so that goes around and like they have a way that they do it at that church that I'm not used to so mm-hmm. they were like passing the plate along and then I was like trying to like say excuse me you missed me like I wanted to you know donate um but then I realized that it was a different plate that was coming to me so it was like kind of like what I realized about patience is that like sometimes if you just wait right understand yes which is kind of what you're speaking on to and like that's like I don't know I really think about like very small things that happen in my life and like Mm -hmm. try to learn lessons from them and understand it's like oh this is like what happened and why you were wrong or like how you can learn something so yeah that's in touch with your intuition so I mean to me, I feel like patience goes with intuition too. Um, I get chills across my shoulder blades, halfway down my back. And it's something that connects me with events that are happening within my life. And that's something that makes you have patience because you have to sit back and analyze. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. We're on go mode all the time. So I think with patience, you have to just be in tune with yourself and really understand your levels that you can balance yeah so I now I want to move into like I guess COVID what has that changed about like you and I guess also your patient (sighs) I mean the biggest thing with that it was just heartbreaking to not be able to start events and I think this was for a reason I mean the Lord has a plan for what I'm doing and why we weren't supposed to launch in May so for me it was pause reset and assess what I can do now with networking and marketing and helping others organize and then still having the event in August in Ocean City. So I think for me, it was really just planning. I mean, that sometimes it's just sit back and plan. I mean, I'm only six months in, so I'm still building a blueprint and you have to give yourself at least six months with a business. I mean, if you're going to do it, just do it. Yeah. Just, just, just do six months and you'll see, um, the transformation. I mean, a lot of people think that they were like, oh, you just started in January. (laughs) And I'm, I mean, yeah, because I've been working 16 to 18 hour days with a child. So, I mean, this is not easy work. I I really do not sign up for being an entrepreneur if you don't want to put in the time. Yeah. I had an entrepreneurship panel recently and it really is like about like, I don't know. It's like you have to, obviously you enjoy the work that you're doing and you know the mission behind it, but like the mission behind it feels you. And there are days where you're going to wake up and you won't want to do anything that has to do with your business, but because of the mission, like you have to motivate yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that goes to purpose. I mean, that, that goes back to why did you start to begin with? Why are you here? Why did you want to do this? And I, I say that all the time. It's the why and the how. So you ask yourself, why are you still doing this? Obviously, I have purpose to have my dad's name live on and to help people. I mean, it's such a purpose. Every day I wake up so excited to help people. And then it goes to how. So how are you making your blueprint? And how are you going to help people? Yeah. And I feel like I'm just figuring that out with like the podcast because Um, When it started, I would say like, so it's been going on for about a year and a half. And when I first started, it was just kind of like me meeting people and having fun and having conversations. And then I realized like, I have to do something more with this. Like if I'm going to have a platform, then there have to be like, you know, I have to kind of like give back to things that I care about also. 
and right. include other things in the podcast. Like if it's, it can't just be just a thing or it can, I guess. But for me, it wasn't comfortable with mm-hmm. it just being a thing. And I wanted it to like actually have an impact, like you're saying. Right. I mean, that's the main focus is to have an impact. And I think you're doing an amazing job. You're doing something that some people can't do. I mean, that's how I feel with businesses. I'm sometimes just talking to people. Like I talk to people a lot that are like, I can't talk to somebody to sell to them. (laughs) And you're just like, wait, what? Like, how are you in sales or marketing and you're not able to communicate with others? But some people, they're just not like that. I'm a type of person that I don't go live yet. You know, I don't, I, that's just not my platform just yet. And I'm just patient with the process of when it'll just pop up. You mean like live as far as like Instagram or like anything live? Yeah. Anything live action, just Mm -hmm. podcasts, interviews, lives, anything. So, I mean, to me, it was more of stay with the blueprint and planning before I just jump into something. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing too, is, you know, really understanding timing with everything, relationships, friendships, Mm -hmm. it goes on and on business. It's the process of patience. It's really just waiting. Sometimes you have to just wait and move on to something else and start keep building. That's such a big point is just keep building every day. Yeah. And when I tell you like, just the the waiting part, um, I identify as an impatient person. I think that I have more patience than I give myself credit for. (laughs) I would tell you that I'm an impatient person. So Um, learning patience and like just the waiting has Mm -hmm. been a thing Um, yeah that's just what I want to say I mean (laughs) I I guess that goes to a sense of understanding oneself and my advice for that would be trying something new or you know meditating doing yoga zoning into yourself and everybody's different for finding themselves and how they want to keep going but Finding something, I think, to me, like reading um, my book that actually made me start writing my book um, about battling mental illness for over 20 years with anxiety came from God is Always Hiring, (laughs) a book from Regina Brett. And she talks about her dad a lot in there and stuff like that, like just tapping into yourself, loving yourself. Oh, my gosh, please just love yourself and find what fuels you. Like you said, this fuels me. This is something that. I'll never stop doing because of how big it is to me. Yeah. Definitely. It's about the passion behind it. Mm-hmm. So you said like living with anxiety. I know that like, I feel like a lot of people talk about that on social media now. Yeah. But can you explain a little bit more about like the experience that you've had? Yes. So the main point that I look back on as a 24 year old woman. And when I was writing my book, I felt more of my story with anxiety. Um, Some people I feel like just sweep it under the rug, like I'll be fine. Um, When I was four is when I first had anxiety. And that was when I started playing golf. So when I actually was competing, and you know, I'm four years old. <laughs> so I didn't know what anxiety was. I didn't know that my hands sweating so much, my stomach, I couldn't, it wasn't just like jitters. It wasn't like pregame jitters. It was, it was more intensified and anxiety is in my family. So I didn't know this for years. I didn't know I had anxiety. And um, I think once I started doing like PowerPoint, 
presentations in school when I was like probably 12, I would say 11, 12 years old was when I really started to feel my anxiety. And eighth grade came, I was 13 and that's when I quit all sports. So I really lost myself when I was 13 going into high school and my freshman year, I don't remember. Like, I really don't remember freshman year at all. It was a complete blackout blur of emotions from my parents' divorce and a bad breakup. And that anxiety of not wanting to get up and not wanting to go to school. I think that really just hit home at a certain point in my life. I mean, my parents were split up. They were together 12 years, my, you know, my entire life at 12. Now my life is just breaking apart. And, you know, when you're young, you just think the world's ending in certain situations. Oh, my life is over. So over time, I think I had to battle and hit the anxiety head on. I feel like that is something that a lot of people with anxiety do not do. They do not try to trigger themselves. So for me, I trigger myself with my anxiety so that I hit it head on and I can try to at least push through it. Do you have like any, I guess, tips of like dealing with your own anxiety and like for people who are dealing with it or how have you like, I guess, also tried to treat it? Right. Hitting it head on starts with working out. I feel like that's the hardest thing for us to do. Sometimes we just don't have the energy. We don't want to get up. We're depressed. We're anxious, whatever the case may be. But that is the start of any mental illness, any mental illness you go into, it starts with exercise and it, it just feeds your soul to kind of get going. Um, secondly, I would say writing because I'm a writer. So writing my book and doing 15 chapters of my life, going back and actually closing those chapters mentally and putting it away and saying that chapter is done. I'm moving on. Um, with writing, if you don't want to write, I would say music. Um, music obviously with music therapy and calming the body and the mind and the soul is something that I use daily Um, if I need a break if I need my five minutes you know I have my mom watch my son for five minutes and walk outside getting fresh air I mean that's that's key with anxiety because you feel like you can't breathe you can have a panic attack and you know you never know what could happen to you in an anxiety attack or panic attack and it it throws you off. I mean, even just stuff like this. I don't I don't usually do stuff like this. <laughs> so, I mean, just do it. Just go out there, get some exercise, get some air and just really hit it head on. Oh, that makes sense. Um yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Kind of a scaredy cat, but my threshold is low. So, it's like the things that I'm scared of, I'm like really scared of. Right. But the things that like, I'm very open to, you know, like different things. So it's like the things I'm scared of, like spiders, like. Same. <laughs> like literally can't like, oh my God, last time I was recording a podcast <laughs> and a spider was on my window, like three feet away from me. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to keep calm right now. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, I like, I'm just like horribly, like just, it's like, if it touches me, I literally will die. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> the feeling. Oh, I'm the same way. Like, yeah, that feeling Oh, anything crawling, but yeah, spiders, they're not my thing either. <laughs> I'd be the same way freaking yeah. out on a podcast. <laughs> um, so I want to get more into, I guess, who you are. And right. I guess the first question I want to ask is like, what are your hobbies? I know you mentioned like, um, when we were just in the last question, like journaling and reading, um, what else do you like to do? 
So for me right now, um, it's really about my son. I mean, I love being with my son. I love learning with him and showing him new things. And he's at that age now where he's, you know, running around, kicking the ball. And it's just, it's a good experience to be a mother. I'm so blessed to have this opportunity. And I think any free time that I had, you know, in the past was really just writing. Um, I'm grieving. So, I mean, that's a, that's a process within itself. And I think my hobbies were focused on just my mental health and being around my son. I mean, that's pretty much it for the time being, especially with COVID and being inside. What is it like, I guess, being um, a, a mother to a son? <laughs> Sometimes you can't put it into words. I mean, there's some days where you're stressed out and you want to rip your hair out <laughs> and you need four cups of coffee. And then other days just fly by and you're like, wow, you're looking, you know, at him while he's sleeping and you're like, thank you, Lord, you know, for another beautiful day. And you got to love every moment because they grow so fast. I could cry right now. <laughs> um, they grow so fast. And you got me, girl. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> my dad not being here is hard. So it's loving the little things, the little moments that matter. Yeah, I haven't been blessed to be a mother yet, but I hope that I do get the opportunity. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a blessing. It is definitely a journey, <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful process. It really and is. I just like imagine like, I don't know, because I feel like the first thing you think about like when you're becoming a parent is I'm going to do it like this because this is what right. my parents did and that didn't right. work. <laughs> it's not like that at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, it's a day by day thing. You really just focus on the love that you can provide. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some things, if you don't mind sharing, like some things that like when you were growing up that you said like, this is what I'm going to change in my household when I have one. Right. Um, with my dad, he was more like the stern kind of just businessman. He was always, you know, working. That man worked until he fell over literally and we had to take him out of work. <laughs> so I think a lot of growing up, I saw positive energy from my parents. So I didn't see things within my home, thank God, that I'd be like, oh, I have to change that. It was more outside my home. I learned so much from people who were dealing with abusive parents or single family homes. And I learned from my friends and, you know, what they went through. I was the safe house. So a lot of my friends ran to my house mm -hmm. and I think I learned to do what my parents did. And that is to help people in any way, shape or form and just be that person that people can go to. So I, I can't really answer that. I mean, it's hard to say because I've learned from other people and I would change what happened in their house yeah, versus, yeah, yeah. you know, abuse or neglect. I mean, some friends, you know, they, they didn't have their parents at all, either parent. So, I mean, you have to just cater to the people that don't have that support. And thank God I did 
because who I am today is going to help so many people. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel you on that. It's like looking at the life that you had, mm-hmm. it would be like, I don't want to say it like this, but I kind of have to say it, it would be disrespectful not yes. to give that back to other people. Yes, I agree. And I say that to myself every day. <laughs> I mean, who, yeah, I'm I, 100%. Who would I be to have such a blessed life, a beautiful uh, just process? And yes, I've been through things. Who hasn't? I mean, I'm not sitting here saying I was perfect or I've ever been perfect. My life's been perfect, but I have been blessed with certain things that people sometimes take for granted and don't do anything to impact the world. I'm here to impact the world. I want to help so many people. And and the day that I die, I will be happy that Clark's mission lives on. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love like, what I want to say is like, I guess tenacity, because Mm -hmm. that's what you have to have in order to have that mindset. Yeah. It has to be something that like, withstands you know I guess um criticism and right time I mean that comes with a lot of practice within oneself I'll say that again because it's it's really just dig into who you are really find yourself don't try and find yourself with other people or relationships or anything else, you really just need to sink into who you are. And when you don't have kids yet, <laughs> really sink into who you are before you have kids. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take, you know, taking that out of it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just finding yourself with what you like and what fuels you. That's all it is. Yeah. I think that um, COVID has taught me a different type of self-love. Yes. And what, okay, that now I remember what I was gonna say earlier was like um, this thing that I was gonna tweet where it's like, you have, like it's, it seems like, for me like the way that I've like learned to love myself is that I have mm-hmm. to love myself like I'm loving someone else, where when I'm yeah. loving someone else I'm doing things for them like you know I'm like making it very obvious like because you have to communicate right. you know like we're different peoples like you can't just say it in your head like oh I love you you have to show people that you love them right so you have to also show yourself that you love yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's like one thing that I'm learning and especially like about like self-talk. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you wouldn't talk to one of your friends like that, don't talk to yourself like that. Yes. Oh, that's so. a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that that's big with me is I'm alone. Like I, I'm alone a lot and obviously I have a child, but I try to be alone in a sense of rediscovery. You know, every day is going to be different. And you're going to find something new about yourself and your peers and whoever every day. So you have to just really not just love yourself. It's really like you're saying, like falling in love with yourself. Like you have to treat it as if you were another person. And what would you do to help them or show them that you're there? Yeah. And it's like weird to think about it because it's you. you right. know? Yeah. It's like you're in your own mind telling yourself this is what you right. need to do. It kind of like makes you seem crazy. But I feel like it makes you feel more loved, you know? And like the love yeah. that you give in, the love that you can give out is like way more. So I think that's, that, that's my hope to die on. <laughs> right. I think, I think it goes into your faith as well. I mean, everybody's different with faith and faith in themselves too, you know, really understanding that you have a purpose in life. I feel like that is so hard for some people to understand. They do, They don't know their purpose. And I was that person before. So I know, you know, how that feels. And you go job to job trying to find different trades and 
do I like this? Do I like that? And come to find out it was me just helping people on my own that you have to sit back and say, okay, I'm not working for anyone else anymore. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting to that point where it's like, you know, obviously I have the podcast, but I think that it's hard for me to let go of just like a nine to five. (laughs) Yeah. It's a conversation. Definitely. It's a, a deep, pool of every which way everybody's going to have different opinions on it and what they want to do too and yeah it's all about like you know tolerance comfortability levels like your comfort zone (laughs) yeah I mean being comfortable with staying at home and just getting by for the time being yeah I had to sign up for that and now you know getting into membership and having certain things come in play that I'll be able to provide and it's it's an it's a sense of I have everything I need and some like I have way more than I would need to keep going. So to me, I have to look at the positives of what I do have versus what I don't. I have so much. And I think that that's what a lot of people just go best as well is, you know, we look at everything we don't have. Why? Why? That goes back to like talking about our minds and talking to ourselves is like, oh, you can't do that or you can't you can't make that happen. And you really just have to talk to yourself and be like, let's go. I have another quote that I've um, sort of coined where it's like life is about finding people that you can trust to let you be yourself. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) Having having that, yeah. (laughs) And what was that? I said, oh, I just said, I was like, I'm I'm thinking about writing a book just facetiously. Oh, yeah, that that's something you have to be ready for. I'll just say that, but I could definitely help you with it. It's a fun, fun, fun process. Yeah. What's the process like? So I started, uh, November, 2018 with writing the book. I found this, um, God is always hiring book at the dollar store one day. And I started reading it and she's talking about her life and how her dad, you know, was that man that was always there and hardworking. And it just connected so much to me that I was like, wow, I could write my own story. And I've said that for years. I've always been a good writer. I've always been, you know, the best top in the class with English. And I loved it because I don't, I don't speak how I write. And a lot of people I feel like who are writers say the same thing. They, they write better. And when I started, I literally just made one big paragraph. So I started with just from what I knew as far back as I could remember. And obviously my parents, you know, had to fill in the gaps for me. So I just did a whole paragraph. It was just one big paragraph and I just let it go on for a few weeks um, until I was able to break it down into chapters and say, okay, this is age such and such to such and such. And then you just start working with them as chapters. And as you're working with them as chapters, you're finding different things that you may not have noticed prior to learning the lesson in that time. So as I'm looking back as a 24-year-old, I actually write in diary thought what I'm thinking of the lesson I learned from that time. So it's a little bit different than, uh, I would say in relation to like, think about Grey's Anatomy and how she's the narrator and she's talking about how she's feeling as life is going on. So it's kind of the same kind of outlook is I tell you how I felt 
in that time and that lesson that I learned, and I've, I've been battling mental illness for over 20 years. So with anxiety, depression, obviously, you know, now it's, it's been a process to get back to the book and really just say, okay, finish it and get it out. <laughs> That's where I'm at now with it. But it can be done. I mean, I, I'll definitely help you with that. It can be done. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love memoirs, honestly. Like, those are, like, my favorite books. And, like, what you're talking about, where it's, like, you're sitting there and you're thinking about, like, the lessons that you've learned. And, like, that sounds like a different type of therapy, if you will. Yes, it is. It, it's it's good to connect on certain things because I know people have went through things I've went through. But it's until you tell somebody or you connect with somebody, that light bulb doesn't go off sometimes mm -hmm. for you to be like, oh, I'm not alone. Or, you know, she could help me with that. So, or I that mean, just, this is yeah, a right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's just about another outlet to help people. That's all it is. Mm. That's awesome. Like, I always, like, I don't know. I feel like I want to sit down and write about my life. And, like, and then it also seems, like, very daunting. Yeah. It's like, what, what do I have to say and what do I need to talk about? <laughs> That's where I turned to the lessons that I learned because I was like, okay, I've had a pretty great life. Like, yes, I've had a lot of um, emotional episodes per se, we'll say, but it's a, a sense of learning from myself first. So you actually <laughs> relearn the lessons that taught you, you know, morals and values then as you're writing it. So it's a crazy experience to even put into words right? because you have to really soak into the value of why you're doing it, which goes back to the lessons learned. And I think that's what fueled me to keep writing was there's value within everyone's story that your story matters. So it doesn't matter if to you, it doesn't, you know, you have to really show that you had a good life and this is what happened and you're proud of who you're becoming. Yeah. And I say like, um, another, I guess I'll just throw my quotes out there. Um, <laughs> basically it's just like, people are one thing that have let me learn about myself in a different way. Because mm -hmm. especially when like, you know, like you sit down and reflect, or even when you have disagreements with people, you right. start to understand like what that's about and like what the principle is instead of just like what the reaction is. And you really learn about like, for me, I guess it's the comparison that you get when you're interacting right. with other people where it's like, oh, I wouldn't have done it this way because I, you know, like believe this and they believe this, but like, it's not right. like it's a judgment, but it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, these are differences of opinion. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to when we were talking about um, working together and some things you're not going to agree on. You have to agree to disagree sometimes. And that could be any contact with anyone. It could be a relationship, family member, friends, whatever the case may be. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. And I think that saves relationships more to just say, okay, that's your opinion. And if you want to talk it out, it's about talking it out. It's not about arguing or making points. It's just about your opinion and saying, okay, this is how I feel. And this is how I feel. Okay. We might have to agree to disagree. And sometimes that's going to happen. 
And that saves a lot of time, honestly. Yes. <laughs> and energy and, you know, the negative energy that you're going to put out. So you might as well just state your opinion and move on mm-hmm. versus dragging it out and possibly hurting someone now. You know, in a sense of just verbal or sometimes physical abuse. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Of the yeah, tit for tat, yeah. back and forth, back and forth. It, it doesn't work. Yeah. Everything is just like wrapping into each other in this conversation because then it all goes back to patience. <laughs> yep. It does. It, it will. I mean, that's something that's like faith. I mean, every day I feel like I stop myself and I go to myself then, you know, I, and I'm, I'm not helping someone at this point, for example, I'm, I'm off the phone right now and you sit down and you look at your planner for the week and you go through check boxes. Like I literally write check boxes in my planner and I say, okay, got that done, got that done. And it's just a list. And sometimes you're going to have to skip over it and go to something else, but just keep going. You can't really, um, go back on like patience and be like, Oh, I'm, I, I just don't have the patience for that today. Like, well, what do you have the patience for? So, you know, you just kind of break down what you can do. And that goes back to you know, your boundaries. And you know what what your control is and your comfort to do it. I agree. And then like yeah, so everything is just like it's almost like I planned it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny. But it's, I'm sad because like we're at 45 minutes now. So I guess I know, it's you're about fine. time to wrap up this conversation. But I've really enjoyed talking to you and I did too. You know, Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It's yeah, great. Definitely. Um anytime. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely connect more and have events coming soon. So okay. it's just really praying in the process and back to patience. Right. <laughs> I'm down to support you in any way that you need. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah, girl, I'm here. Anyone that, you know, needs help in any way, even if it's just to talk, hey, I'm having a breakdown kind of day. So, I mean, I'm I'm that person. I'm here for you too. Um, so the last question that I have for you is, do you have any questions for me? Oh, well, my biggest question for you is what's to come? Where are you going and what are you trying to do? Like, I know you just got the website out. I've been checking that out. So that's pretty cool. So what is kind of going on with what's to come? Um, so we're still, you know, thinking about that with like my um, my team members um, mm-hmm. that I have working on the podcast also. And, um, you know, like I was talking about earlier, it's like I realized I had to do something because of the mm-hmm. you know amount of privilege that I have in my own life. So I really want to focus on um, being more philanthropic with the podcast. Um, I also want to like, you know, start like maybe throwing events or at least doing fundraisers to, yeah. you know, raise money for at least like local events, if not other things that I could raise money for or have volunteers do like right. maybe, um, you know, a trash pickup. Um, I had a mm-hmm. guy who, she works at the, um, the bird conservatory across the river right by um what is it the aldi stadium and she was telling me about all the trash that she picks up from the anacostia river so it's like that's an event that i would like to do you know like i know it's not fun (laughs) no but that is that's that's helping the environment i mean i'm all i'm all on board for stuff like that i mean we can't really go outside so yeah i mean i'm down for anything that you want to do to give back to help to pick up trash clark's mission and the family will definitely be there Okay, great. Well, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm focused on now. And, you know, um, as I have this podcast, and, 
you know, as I think about like what I want my legacy to be and the legacy of this podcast, things are changing and things are developing. But right. I think that the number one thing is just making, you know, like what I was saying earlier about like being your brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love it. I appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate you doing this for others. It, it's a blessing having people that are genuine that want to help. I mean, you you don't find this often, but there's people out there. So you have to, you know, connect and like I said, do events together. I mean, that that's as easy as a phone call <laughs> and figuring it out. So I yeah, just pray for you and the podcast and, you know, everything, all your endeavors that you have coming forward. Yeah, it's crazy for me because it's like, I, like, I feel like, I don't know how to say this, but it's like I live in a different world technically per se, just because of like the amount of good people and, you know, like good people that I get to meet and yeah. people that want to make change. And right. the, the fact that I have all these contacts, you know, of these people that want to make change. So it's like, if you have that, then you have to put something together. Yes. And that's where it goes to events. And it could be marketing, networking, picking up trash. It could be, you know, donating to a failing business that, you know, we don't want to see fail. And you never know who you're going to meet to then help somebody else. And we don't know who we've helped, just people listening to this podcast and all your other podcasts. So you don't, you don't know behind the scenes who you're really helping and giving them the strength to keep going. That's very true. You never know you're like, actual impact yes exactly um do you have any I, other I love it i would say the only other question would be like what really motivates you day in and day out like mine's obviously with my son and building an empire for him because i have somebody there and what is what is fueling you other than just communicating with others and you know helping them what when you get up what makes you tick um I would say that it's sort of similar for me, even though I don't have children. I think that it's right. thinking about the future and the society that I want to live in. Um, what's the right. ideal society? Where's a society like where everybody feels comfortable living, where everybody feels comfortable, you know, like, you know, getting healthcare, you know, having access to food, things like that. Um, I think that that's a very grand mission. And sometimes like it's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, it's also, you know, like I was saying earlier, just about the kids, about the world that I feel like we should live in and not um, losing that hope. Um, I honestly yes. feel like sometimes I have too much hope and I understand that. But I think that it's something that's very important to my character. And also, like I was speaking mm-hmm. earlier, the tenacity that I have. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically, I feel like it's it's just thinking about a world where everybody feels as comfortable as I do, you know, living in it. Yeah. No matter, you know, like, skin color, no matter, um, you know, sexuality, gender, anything. Yeah. So I think that that is my mission is that I want, because I'm a very confident person, and mm-hmm. I walk around like that, and I want everybody mm-hmm. to have that same confidence that I have, you know, basically. Yes. And that's where like the mission is for me. Like, I don't feel like I should be able to, you know, have this life and not, you know, give back as we were saying. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think we, we relate in a lot of ways because I, I'm a Leo, so I'm, I'm definitely that strong mind, get it, go center of attention, even when you're not trying to be. And I think that goes back to impact. You know, I, I'm here for a reason. I should be dead. <laughs> you'll see in my book but um to me it's a blessing to even be alive to even speak with you on this platform 
to keep going and to keep, you know, helping people and creating that impact that we both know we will have that lives on. Mm-hmm. And like the thing about it is like, when you, know, when you go to church when you're young, they're always like, is there one? You know, they're always asking like at the altar, like, is there one? And like, I think that that is also what it's about where if there's one person that did better off of something that I did, mm-hmm. then I think that's enough for me personally. Yes. It fuels you. I mean, yeah. that, that I agree. I mean, that that's we we do have a lot of similarities within our mission and what we're trying to do and giving back to that magnitude, I think, is kind of hard for some people to grasp and see the work that we're doing and what we're trying to do for our future and our kids and our kids, kids. And that's that's really rare. <laughs> it's just really rare for people to connect, even like-minded people like us. Like we have similar outlooks of what we're trying to do for the world because we're not that person that is just going to sit back and not try to create the impact. Exactly. I love it. No, clap it up for you because you're doing it. You've got it. We definitely have to collaborate and we'll figure out some event that we can work on, like something that we can do in order to, you know, get people together. And I really do appreciate having you here. And if you have any other questions. Yeah. I mean, to me, I I think it was great. I think that we hit some really hard topics for, you know, some people and it's definitely going to help. I mean, that's what this conversation is for is to help others and maybe they'll hit their reset button and be a blessing to others around them. Yeah. Um, do you have any other questions you want to ask? Feel free to ask as many as you want. Um, yeah, I'm like stuck. Um, so within like the youth, like I know you want to like help the youth. Is there something in particular that you're like with me with sports and doing um, entrepreneur like workshops? Is there something in particular for you that you're like, yes, I want to do that with the youth? I wouldn't say in particular. I'm not sure, honestly. I'm not sure. Um but I know that it starts with the youth. Right. So if that makes sense, where it's like, I'm not sure exactly what I can give back, but I know that like, it starts with like having a foundation and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like through education, through sports, learning about like other people and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm not solidified in that, but like, I do know that like the younger that we can like start getting people to care, yeah, then the better off we will be as a world. Yeah. I mean, and it might be just because of our connection that I might call you and be like, hey, I'm having an event over here for the kids. I really want you to come, you know, whatever it is. And that that might be stuff that now you want to do where you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, I'm going to do whatever it is. And I think that that's the patience part again, is having patience in the process of what is going to happen next. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) You have no idea what's going to happen next, what doors are going to open. but I mean, that goes to ask and you shall receive. I mean, staying positive and true to yourself and being exactly who you are. Yes. Having hope that you are going to live another day to help another human. Yeah. I agree. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's really good. great to hear this. And it's, it's very affirming, honestly. <laughs> very validating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to you gotta push. And I know you are one to just I barely know you, but I feel like I've known you for a long time. And I think that that's something, yeah, it's something that you have to 
find within yourself. And I, I think a lot of people, when I get on the call with the first time I talk to them, they're telling me their life story. And to me, that's, that's comforting to me because I know that they're comfortable. And it, it's just finding people that are like-minded and love. We have love and hope in our heart and faith to move forward and help the youth and our generations to come. Um, do you have any other questions? I don't. I'm trying to think of anything really. I don't. I mean, I think I think you did great. I think your questions were right on, and our conversation flowed right through. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> podcast, it's so easy to like connect the um the topics and everything, and like everything was great. Yeah. Right. It's like I'm not it's sure if I'm getting better at this, or you know. <laughs> I think it's fluid within conversation. I mean, some people you're going to have that are just straight answers, just boop, and next yeah. question. And some people, you're going to have more questions because of their answer. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's just a, a flow. You just kind of go and have conversations with people and get this stuff out there, girl. Never stop doing this because this is helping people. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. It, like, really means something to me. Yes. Um, you got to have the motivation. <laughs> Do you have any social media that you'd like to plug? So social media, Facebook is actually Nikki A.B. Clark. Um, that's just my personal Facebook. Um, Clark's Mission, you can go to Facebook group, clarksmission.com, Clark's Mission on Instagram, Clark's Mission on Twitter. <laughs> so anything Clark's Mission, email Clark's Mission help. So it's pretty much Clark's Mission help at gmail.com. That's a way for you to get in contact with me. Um, and set up a conference call. Okay, great. That's awesome. Um, do you have any projects that you're working on that you want to let everybody know about? Well, projects that were completed, um, my hand-painted and hand-bleached t-shirts, there's still a few up there for sale on clarksmission.com with my exclusive products. So ex exclusive products, I've kind of just started actually making my own products. Um, like I said, I'm not here for money. I'm here to create an impact and show people that you can do it yourself. Awesome. I agree. Cause like I was thinking about um, donating with the podcast and it's like, sometimes people just like want something in their hands in order to like give money. Right. So. I, I think that's hard sometimes, but I, I don't know. To me, money is money and it's going to be there and it's not going to be there, but the Lord will provide whatever you need mm -hmm. and you just got to keep moving. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And I appreciate having this conversation with you. Yeah. Um, many more. <laughs> you have a blessed day thank you um if you guys would like to follow the podcast you can do that at ncmy podcast on instagram and twitter if you would like to subscribe to the podcast you can do that on itunes spotify and soundcloud if you have any questions comments concerns suggestions or just something that you want to share then you can send those emails to ncmypodcast at gmail.com thank you guys for listening and i will see you next week